0: please leave your message. Yeah. Uh, hey, my name's Brent, and my question's about this argument I keep having with my wife. Uh, she's 31, and I'm 35, and before we got married last year, we agreed to wait to have kids for three years. And a few weeks ago, her friend told her that if she waits until I'm 38, that I'm going to be too old, and if we have a kid, it's more likely to have a defect, um, That and that if... Uh, if we do wait to have kids, my sperm will be too old by then. Um, and now I keep hearing all this stuff about sperm being important for my health and that if I am infertile that I'm more likely to get cancer or another horrible disease. Um, I keep telling my wife that only women have to worry about running out of time and that she's still young. Anyway, I'm not sure who's right, and I need to know because I really still want to wait to have kids, and I'm not giving up on this, Um so anyway, if you can help me out, that would be great. Uh, bye.
1: This is Get It Up with your hosts. I'm Dr. Miles Spar, men's health expert.
2: I'm Dr. Alex Pastishak, and I'm a dick doc. I'm Jason.
3: I know what you know, nothing about men's health. I'm going to get the answers. I don't know. It sounds like Brent's screwed. He's not going to win this argument.
2: He probably won't win it, but you know there there's there's some good stuff to talk about and what he's worried about. All right, Doctor P, Doctor Spar, good day. Good day. What's the deal here? Because she is
3: very concerned that his sperm is going. His wife, super concerned that his sperm is going to age out, but isn't really only her biological clock at risk here, not his. I mean, he can. How long does sperm last?
2: <laughs> um, I think there are two things we should talk about here. Okay. One is just fertility, and the other is the 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 because there is one the male biological clock, right? Wait, yeah, seriously? Yeah, oh yeah, tick, tick, talk. There's a biological <laughs> clock for men. <laughs> Absolutely, seriously. Yes. How many times are you gonna ask me?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm just processing <laughs> no, I'm right now. This is the problem that I'm having in my head right now. I'm processing. There's a cl- cause I don't think anybody's ever said that before. I don't think I've ever heard that before.
2: Yeah. No, there there are better and better data that show that once a guy turns 40, 45, the quality of his sperm decreases to the point where you know he can struggle to be fertile. And there is an increased risk of uh, of birth defects. I mean, it's it's small. It's very small. I mean, we're not we're not going from you know 0.5 percent to 98 percent chance of having a birth defect, um, but it does go up from like 0.5 percent to like one or two percent.
3: All right, let's back this up yeah. then. So a biological clock. So first of all, how long? So, you know, we hear that women after forty probably have a higher risk pregnancy. Is that even younger? Oh, is younger it? than that. Yeah. Advanced what? maternal age is 37. Okay. So if you're pushing your late 30s as a woman, you should be
2: concerned because you're you're more at risk. It's a higher risk pregnancy. It's a there's lower likelihood of fertility and there's increased risk of issues during pregnancy. You know, so, I'm I'm not a female expert, but those are sort of the take homes there. But for guys
3: this is really where we're going here because Brent's saying, hey, I got time. What's the deal?
2: So for for guys, okay, look, guys make sperm throughout their entire lives. Women don't make eggs throughout their entire lives. Women are born with the several hundred thousand eggs that they're ever going to have. And part of what drives menopause is, quote, unquote, running out of eggs. I mean, it's much more complicated than that. But guys continue to make sperm until, like, the day they die. Really? Yes. Okay, powerful, but, powerful, Which is good and bad. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's bad, why? Because if you start
1: making sperm when you're really old, your sperm aren't going to be as healthy as they were when you were young. Got it. And here comes back to the biological clock issue.
2: Right. So, you know, I mean, we, we, we know now that the quality of sperm goes down with age. You know, and a matter of fact, there are some, there are some uh, for guys who bank sperm, or you know who are sperm donors. There are actually guidelines now in many sperm banks that don't take sperm over from guys over the age of 40 or 45. So how old is the right age for a guy to try to have kids? I don't think there is a wrong age, right, Dr. Sparrow? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, and, th- and there are plenty of guys who are older who want to have children and who can have children. But is know? there... So you talk about a biological clock. So when is a guy... You know,
3: like the clock ticks I mean, you guys were just ticking a second ago. You're tick, 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 (laughs) tick, tick, tick. tick. And you're just making everybody stressed out now. So what is the (laughs) age at which you, as a guy, you said for women, by the time you get to your mid to late thirties, you got, you've got a, you've got some big decisions to make. So what about for a guy? Between
2: 40 and 45. 40 and 45 is where you're clocking out? Is where, with a guy, you're never going to say he's clocking out, but that's when your chances of reduced fertility and problems go up go up right all right you know but it goes much deeper than that right I mean there there are markers on sperm right molecular markers that you know that can speak to you know that can speak not only to a guy's age but also sort of his wellness right you know sperm the, is a marker of your wellness it can be right because wow. we know we know that things like smoking, um, obesity uh, alcohol intake can affect these markers and can quote unquote age sperm right So let's say you know let's say you're looking at a 35 year old guy who drinks like a fish and smokes like a chimney. His sperm might be might have markers that that age them out at like 45 years old, right So your sperm could be older than you your sperm can act older than you. It's things we can fix, right? But So if your sperm is smoking cigarettes, well, you're smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Picture of this
1: little sperm. Yeah, and this impacts a lot of things. It impacts fertility. It even impacts the risk of passing on genetic problems to that fetus. So it's important for a lot of reasons. And most of these things are things you can affect. You can adjust so that as you age, your sperm don't get as damaged because there's a little bit of sperm aging happen like Dr. Alex is talking about. But to some degree, it's things that we do in our lives that are acting bad on our sperm. So if you're too stressed out and you're not managing stress or you're exposed to chemicals in your environment and you're not taking antioxidants and helping detox and clear stuff out of your system, your sperm are going to age faster and you're going to damage your sperm. So your sperm need to work out, basically. They need healthy eating. They need healthy – okay. This
3: is getting a little out of control here because at the net of this whole thing, let's just say you're a guy in your, what, late 20s? Although guys are having kids much later now. That is yeah. statistically couples accurate. are. Right? right. Couples. Couples yep. in general are having kids much later. It's not like it used to be. So they're, this is like post your 20s. You're probably having kids. So there's some big decisions to be making there, right, timing-wise. And clearly, we're hearing that with Brent. And but so anyway, how do you know um, if you really do have a fertility problem? When is it decided that you know it's it's him or maybe it's her? And oh, by the way, how long are you supposed to be trying to know if you're even
2: infertile? Yeah. So great, great points to talk about. Very important. So you know, when you think about the definition of infertility, the definition of infertility is not being able to get pregnant after a year or more. Okay, and I pause there for a reason because it's not a short period of time. Uh, so you got to have sex for a year before you can decide if yeah, you're infertile. hard Life, right? Yeah, that yeah, sucks. I know, but but no, but there's stress here because
3: don't guys just think that? Doesn't everybody? Doesn't every couple think that they're going to have sex and and and
2: basically get pregnant pretty quickly? Yeah, that's what a lot of people think. That's why that's why it's important to know what to expect. You know, and and humans are not very fertile creatures. Okay. We are not bulls and all kinds of other animals that like, you know, are, you know, one and done guaranteed pregnancy. Okay. like um, you know, a bull can, can, can guarantee their, their fertility? Almost always. Seriously. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of animals that are non-primates can, and even some primates can like literally you have sex and you're going to get pregnant. You know, I mean, yes, uh, there, there is infertility guys, in animals. There too, are but, some guys that must be thinking that they are the bulls, though. I mean, they're like, you know, they're rolling into town going like, ah it's Most time. guys are not wanting to be the bulls. <laughs> they're not wanting. <laughs> <laughs> bulls on parade. Um, no, but but the reality is that, you know, uh, humans, by the time you're six months in, you're still only about 50% likely to initiate a pregnancy with your partner. So and by- at least you should be planning for for six months. Yes, before you get freaked out, right? Before it's before it's any better than the cost than the toss of a coin, you know. And and we say a year because only by a year are you eighty five to ninety five percent likely to have conceived if you have normal fertility. But how do you know whose fault it is if it's not working? Yeah, no, that's this is the big question, isn't right? it? Right. So, well, I mean, you know, back in the day, right, everybody thought it was a woman's fault, right? So back in the middle in the Middle Ages, women kept getting their heads chopped off when in fact it was possibly the husband's fault. You know, like there, there's good evidence that some some kings were azospermic, meaning had no sperm, but they killed their wives because they wouldn't have their kids. Um, <laughs> Those no bastards. But, <laughs> but nowadays, <laughs> we know we know that um, guys and women can contribute equally, you know, to fertility. And and both the man and the woman, if there are fertility issues, both the man and the woman should be checked out.
3: But how do you know who? I mean, this is the whole thing because you can both go get care. But how do you know that? First of all, how do you get checked for a woman? It's a pretty big deal, right? I mean, there's a big, giant process you have to go through. I mean, this is not an insignificant thing to get tested, right? Yeah, is yeah. there a blood test, or is
2: it? Well, I mean, well, how do you know if you have a problem? So for for guys, you know, when they go when they go see a reproductive urologist, right, which is who they should see to get evaluated for fertility, or certainly a men's health expert, somebody who is who knows what they're talking about when it comes to male infertility, they're going to get a semen analysis, they're going to get an exam, and they're going to get a blood test at the very least, okay? And those factors, I mean, it's not it's not a perfect science yet. There, there are some pretty cool tests in the pipeline that will really facilitate being able to tell a guy whether he's fertile or not. But the reality right now is if you do a semen analysis and you have some sperm on that analysis, right, that means that you may be fertile. And um, let me just say real quickly, All those tests
1: are a lot cheaper and less complicated than what a woman goes through to check out her fertility if beyond just the first baseline testing. So it doesn't make sense to only test the woman when she has a lot more expensive and invasive testing that she'd have to undergo and not test the guy if the couple is infertile. Wouldn't it just be better for guys like before you're even going to start to have kids to just go get checked? That's, I think that's a great idea. I mean, it's,
3: cheaper, it sounds like. But more than that, I mean, wouldn't you just be able to kind of walk in go, I can do it.
1: I mean, now it's I mean, on you. If it's not working, we know it's you. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> it's like, I mean, there's a little bit of a joke, but like, isn't that real? Well, again, like Dr. P said, you know, you want to wait and have tried for a while, minimum six months, maybe a year before anybody really needs to get yeah, tested. because you're running getting your te- biological clock though.
3: I'm running it out. No, but
1: you're telling me it's like wait to get
3: tested. Right, well,
1: that's a different reason to get tested. Yes, uh, to the degree that testing your sperm is just a good harbinger of, of any problems that you might be having or good test of your overall wellness, that's a great idea. And those tests are coming down the pike, and Dr. P can talk more about that. But to the extent of your testing for anything being wrong, it adds a lot of stress, and I wouldn't jump to do those testing prematurely.
2: Yeah. I I mean, Dr. Dr. Spar is completely right from the standpoint that right now we don't really, in guys, we don't have very good fertility testing. Okay. You know, like, like we talked about a semen analysis is actually a crappy fertility test. Why? Because like I alluded to earlier, the only time you can tell a guy that he is infertile based on a semen analysis is when he has no sperm. Okay. So
3: literally like if you, if you look, if you,
2: What is it? He gives you a sample and then you look at it. You look at it in a microscope. And there's no sperm. And there's no sperm. Nothing's waving back. Right. Nothing's waving back or nothing's there. Okay. Okay. So that's called azospermia. How often does that happen? Uh, It happens in a minority of guys, right? Because most guys can have fertility issues, but they still have sperm. Uh-huh, right? Well, I
3: don't understand that part. Which so part? You, you just don't have enough sperm? You, your, your quantity is low? What's up? Well,
2: and, and that gets back to the whole point of testing for fertility, right? Because right now, all you can tell a guy if he has sperm on a semen analysis is that he might be fertile, but there are molecular markers on those sperm that can determine whether a guy is fertile or not. But they are not tested for so you're because saying there are it's, no a tests for that. it's a quality issue. It's a quality issue. It can be a quantity so it, and a quality so issue.
3: So is, a guy has sex, he comes, he can clearly see that there's something there. You see it, right?
2: You know that there's sperm there, right? Yeah. Isn't that the way that he knows? It's a way that he knows that maybe he can do something with them. Uh huh. You know, but but you can't tell, like you can't like look under a microscope and be like, dude, that sperm is gonna make it happen. Okay, because yeah. there could be something wrong. They could be defective. Yes, they low quality. Be right. Nobody with experience is ever going to say this is going to work. Okay, because, you know, what they can tell you is if you have sperm that you have a chance. And the more sperm you have, the more that that chance goes up. But I can't, like, having done this for a while, I can't look yeah. you in the eye if you have, you know, even 100 million sperm or hundreds of millions of sperm on a semen analysis. I can't look you in the eye and say, Jason, you're fertile. What I can do is I can tell you your semen analysis is within normal parameters, you know, so things look good based on the testing we have, but I can't tell you if you're fertile or not. All right, but you talked about before this
3: idea that you could actually, sperm can have an age. Yes. It can be older than me or it can be younger, younger than me. Younger than you. And what right. that, t- what, uh, so why? How, be- sperm, how is sperm older than me? How can, <sighs> how can my sperm be older than me? I mean, it, it can't be, I, I made it. I'm 48,
2: how can it be older than me? There, there are molecular signatures on the DNA in sperm, right? They, these are called epigenetic markers. And there can be genetic markers too in the DNA that can speak to the quality of your sperm and that can be related to age, okay? So my so, sperm could look like it's older than me. That's right. And, and that's because you may be doing certain things in your life that are now causing the sperm to look that way, like- Say, let's just say, for argument's sake, smoking, drinking heavily, being overweight—those are sort of three of the things that we know makes my sperm old. Yes, so my sperm can be like
3: a fat old man with a smoker's hack. That's right. And can I fix it? Yes. How? By not doing those <laughs> I can things. Stop smoking. I, no, well, <laughs> stop so smoking have, I, have I ruined it though? If I make my sperm much older, can I can I
2: actually go backwards in time and fix it? That there is some evidence that you can. Yes. Okay. And, and, you know, and that can be, you know, I mean, everybody says, stop smoking, stop drinking, but you know, ultimately, and I'll let Dr. Spar speak to some of this stuff, you know, ultimately it's lifestyle modification and how you treat yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think this comes to, and I want to hear what you say about this as well. For example, you said that you really can't worry too much about being infertile until you've been trying for about a year, I'd say six months to a year of trying to get pregnant. So then what does a guy do in that? Interim to make sure he's having the best swimmers possible. And I would say part of that speaks to what you're saying. What we know damages sperm is also things that damage the whole body. It causes inflammation, causes toxifying damage. So eating healthier, which basically means eating vegetables and fruits that have antioxidants that stop the direct damage that we all get from exposure to environmental pollutants to just drinking water that isn't pure to eating food that isn't completely organic, things that we encounter every day. So you can eat healthier, eat more fruits and vegetables. You can take antioxidants if you really wanted to make sure that your fertility is optimized. That can be like vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, something called NAC, which is a really strong antioxidant. But you can also avoid letting things like stress bother you a lot. We know stress is very toxic, just like exposure to environmental chemicals. So doing something like meditation or yoga or journaling, something that decreases stress. And then what I'd love to hear from the urologist is what about chemical and mechanical influences? Is it true about too much heat in the genital area affecting sperm? Is it true about tighty-whities versus boxers, hot tubs, all that? Keep
3: your yeah, laptop on your I want to know story,
1: tighty-whities or boxers.
3: Yeah, yeah this is so, the famous so one, yeah.
2: what's the truth about that? Yeah, so you're you're on a roll, Dr. Spar. but you know, um, there's not, it's, heat is a thing, right? So don't sit in a sauna, don't like spend your days in a hot tub. You're cooking your sperm? It, you can be cooking your, your, well, your nuts. You're cooking so, your nuts. Yeah, they're not making good sperm. Um, warm nuts. Warm nuts. First class. I was going to
3: say, <laughs> only good up there up front, yeah.
2: Um, but there's nothing to the argument about boxers versus briefs. <laughs> so, ah, so right. yeah. So, so you've so, dispelled that myth. Yeah. But, but all right, so warm nuts,
3: no warm nuts, that's bad. Right. Boxers warm, brief, doesn't warm really nuts, matter. nuts, You can hold on to your nuts, however, whatever exactly. level
2: of comfort you need. Uh, too much uh, masturbation? Well, I'm just asking no so there may be a thing to that in the sense that the more the more you ejaculate or the more often you ejaculate like you your your sperm counts per ejaculate can go down a little
3: bit so so if if you're trying to get pregnant which is part of what you know Brent was talking about before, that could be a problem if you're if you're enjoying yourself too much.
2: Well, yeah, and and that, and in couples who and in general, like the, if you want to get pregnant more quickly, the recommendation is, is to have sex every twenty four to forty eight hours around that little window when a woman ovulates. All right. So okay. But what about for guys that have a sperm problem, like guys that that, that, that need treatment? So they, they they now you have gone, you've checked it out, there is a problem. What do you do? Can you fix it? Yeah. So sometimes you can fix it, sometimes you can't. Okay, you know, you can you can treat guys so sperm problems can be production, delivery, you know, and and several others. But in the body, there can be hormone issues, right? You can treat those hormone imbalances with medications like testosterone. Testosterone Uh, treatment actually helps. No, testosterone itself will make you infertile. But guys with low testosterone can sometimes underproduce sperm. So not make enough. So how do you? This is
3: like the catch twenty two conundrum here. So you need testosterone to make sperm. Too much
2: testosterone can lower sp- or make well, you stop If you give it. exogenous testosterone, meaning, what does that mean? Meaning, if if I give you testosterone, yeah. right, or give me testosterone, I can I can reduce my my sperm count. So for guys I that are on reduce. testosterone,
3: yeah, that want it for something else, they're hurting their fertility chances. Yes and there's
2: nothing they can say so that it's it's a choice you either can be fertile or you can have testosterone no no i mean you can you can induce you can tell the body or you can give medications that have the body raise testosterone levels naturally which won't affect fertility right so you can get the benefits of testosterone without having to lose your chances of fertility yes to some extent you know, and there are pills, there's a pill called clomiphene citrate, right? And there's a drug called HCG. You know, both of those can raise testosterone levels. There's also the, the, the hormone that causes or that drives sperm production in the testicles is called FSH or follicle stimulating hormone. Okay. It comes from women, but in guys, it's very important to, um, in order for them to make sperm. And you can also give that. So if a guy is not producing enough sperm,
3: what are you doing? If a guy isn't producing... If he's not producing enough sperm, if he doesn't have... Sper- if his testicles yeah. are not producing enough sperm, you can actually treat him. So, Potentially. So you're... Okay. So yeah. what does that look like? Well,
2: like I, I mean, said... Because a guy's yeah.
3: thinking, okay, I can, I can never have kids. Yeah, yeah.
2: And you're telling me that there is an answer. So, so you want to you try and drive sperm production. And you also want to drive quality of those sperm, right? So, you know, Dr. Spar already spoke a little bit about how you can drive quality by improving lifestyle, by potentially giving antioxidants, supplements, et cetera, you know, you can drive production potentially by driving some hormone production meaning giving drugs that raise testosterone. And there are physical issues too. Like, you know, when you go to a reproductive urologist, they'll examine your testicles for size, consistency, consistency. They'll look for what we call varicose veins of the scrotum. It's called the varicocele. You know, there are other issues. What does that mean though? So varicocele. I, I
3: see those on, you know, sometimes like uh, on the back of your thighs. Women sometimes yes, they are always it. complaining about, oh, this is terrible, these spider webs. That's right. Is that the same thing? It's Var- sort of, yeah,
2: the, it's sort of the same thing. Varicose veins in your nuts? Varicose veins of the scrotum. Very yes.
3: common. Yeah. Very
2: common, varicose. Very. What, what is that? What is it? What is it? What are varicose? What, what, what happens? So what happens is blood pools around your testicle and it's, the, and it's the heat problem, the heat and chemicals problem, right? Too much heat, too much chemicals means sperm production goes down. Your nuts are sitting in a spa of blood. That's right. You know, so you this can say that. pretty serious. Uh, well, I mean, it's the most common surgically treatable cause of male infertility. That's the number one reason why guys no, can't have number one surgically treatable cause. It's uh-huh. very common, yes. But you know, between the hormones and the physical issues, so- you know, how do you know if you're? How do you actually know if your uh, if your
3: if your nuts are being baked by uh, by varicose veins? You 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 need somebody who has experience to examine you. So you could tell this. Yes, you can tell. Uh, but it can fix. You can fix. Yes. it? Yes, you can fix it. Okay. So I, this idea of being able to do these tests, these genetic tests, this is coming
2: soon. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in the pipeline. What can you tell? Well, you, you'll be able to tell things like, you know, sperm age, like more definitively based on the molecular markers in the sperm, whether those sperm can fertilize. Um, you'll be able to tell what the actual causes of infertility are in guys, you know, like in, in with some of the genetic and epigenetic testing, you'll be able to go back and say... Okay, this gene has a problem, and this is the reason that your sperm suck, or you're not making enough, or you're is it, not making this any. Is, this is sounding pretty future. Is this like the now thing? This it, is this is imminent. It's next five ten years. Yes,
3: five to ten years. Yeah. But for people now that have issues,
2: yeah, they're, they're, I mean, like there, I mean, I heard that there's a test
3: coming out that actually will let you do sperm age. Yes. Like that I know is that, coming. Right, that's probably like, like be like out in a few months. Yes, It's ready to go. Absolutely. And being able to tell if sperm, if you actually are able to have kids, uh, that, that that's coming soon. That's also probably within six to 12 months. Okay. Yeah. It's the other stuff of being able to really know why or what your body's doing. Yeah, but that'll
2: come quickly.
1: All right. So the bottom line is? Bottom line is men have bi- biological clock, just like women do, and they should get checked out also. So you can have kids, up to a pretty decent
3: age. What I'm basically hearing from you is your late 30s, early 40s, you're still... And beyond. And beyond. Yeah. I guess you said that, and beyond. Though the risk for some de- disease is there later, I guess, right? You can, if you do have fertility issues, you can get fixed. Mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. We can treat infertility. And the biggest question of all is, if I have a problem, ask somebody.
0: Because Absolutely. waiting
3: is just going to extend the pain that you feel as your biological clock continues to tick on.
2: Yeah. And there's no, there's no wrong time to go see somebody, you know? I mean, that's, that's why we're here.
1: And I would just add anything that increases your overall health is going to
2: increase your sperm health. Yeah. Cause sperm are a marker. Sperm, sperm are a marker. Are of a marker. Your health. There it is. Of your health. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Get It Up we love to hear from you our listeners the best questions are the ones you've been thinking about but haven't asked so call us leave us a message maybe your question becomes the next episode 917-267-7631 that's 917-267-7631 this podcast is for general informational purposes
1: only and does not constitute the practice of medicine nursing or other professional healthcare services No doctor patient relationship is formed from listening to this podcast. The use of this information and the materials linked to in this podcast are at the user's own risk and are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.